to the Drive Time News Blast. 30 minutes, 45 for patrons. Jam-packed with news of the day from a perspective of truth, liberty, and justice. This is Monica Perez. And I'm Brad Binkley. Our top story is the very sad, scary, and I hope not totally tragic, but I think perhaps at least to his career and health for to at least some degree, Tiger Woods just got out of massive surgery on his legs and feet, uh, severe orthopedic damage. It just, it looks devastating for his career. And, uh, I had a couple of questions and I found an interesting comment about that. One thing is nobody seems to be talking about how, I don't know what kind of car most people drive, but I always look to safety and that like crushing your legs thing I think a lot of cars are better than that. So I looked at what kind of car it was, and he was actually coming from the Genesis Invitational, driving a Genesis. And I thought, I never even heard of Genesis. Nobody's talking about it. But that, I guess, is the luxury Hyundai brand. So he was in that. I don't know if that had anything to do with it. I know that he was experiencing back problems, wasn't sure he was going to be able to play um, in the Masters. And I wondered if he was maybe... Uh, maybe taking painkillers again. It didn't really look like it. There are pictures of him getting in the car. He looks totally alert. Somebody came in saying they said, holy crap, I, I think I just nearly got hit by Tiger Woods. He was like speeding. So there are, that sounds like speeding is the problem. Of course, I immediately, and I hate to use other people's tragedies to as like object lessons for your own life. I find that completely offensive, but I had to tell my kids who were learning how to drive. It was an opportunity to say it is always better to be late than hurt. Absolutely. I think that probably most accidents happen when people are hurried Yeah, you get, you lose it when you're in trap, when there's a lot of traffic and you're in a hurry to get somewhere and you're going to be late, people start to flip out and that's when they make bad decisions driving. It is. You're right. Yeah, my guess is it was, I mean, definitely the speeding. And then also, who knows if, I mean, that the safety of that car rolling over did not look like if he was in a Mercedes or something. Really. I hope he's tragic. all right. It sounds like it was pretty horrible what they had to do well, with the surgery. Right. It seems like he is uh, awake and aware. And it seems like it was his body more than his mind. But. I mean, for a guy who's been through all of that and such a demanding sport, it doesn't seem good. It's interesting. There's a documentary either just came out or is coming out soon about him. And it's... I, the thought did occur to me, sabotage, because he was like the... Who did you say? He like, like Trump and Rush. Yes. He said he was friends right. with those guys. So who knows? But I definitely saw in the comments of the articles, people who clearly did not like him saying, oh, his own stupidity and ego, self-importance or whatever strikes again. Again, he defeats himself. I mean, that's just come on. We've all sped. But I found an, a, a comment. Sounds like exactly like what my dad would say, and it's a good point. I want to read it. The surgery to repair his legs sounds terrible. Glad the driver of the car, who just happened to be Tiger Woods, survived. But as for caring that Tiger Woods, the golf celebrity, survived, I don't care. He's a person just like the rest of us. No more special, just more well-known. I've never needed a celebrity or sports star in a time of crisis, but I have found that everyday people who do certain jobs are invaluable so i'm glad the person in the crash survived but i couldn't care less that it was tiger woods 
I just, yeah. I, you know, that's a, it doesn't sound like it, but that's a very Christian concept is that everybody is equal. Really? Yeah. 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 You want everybody to survive those. And there's, crimes, see, yeah. now when you say like equality is not possible, equality is perfect. Let's say in the eyes of God, hopefully in the eyes of the law, it isn't, but it should be rule of law, not of rulers so just a little little pearl of wisdom there and we do hope and pray that the person tiger woods is lives a meaningful and fulfilling life and that this does not pose challenges that it's hard for him to overcome given his history of dealing with pain yeah in the past he's got a good comeback story so maybe he'll make another one that would be great. And hopefully his strength of character will come through for him. That He's developed that over the years. Suffering does have that. That maybe primary purpose is to build character for another day. But where there is absolutely no character whatsoever is the testimony on the Hill yesterday. I think it was. It seemed like a big pile of steaming crap to me. And I pulled out the agenda for you, peeled away the propaganda. The headline I read was security officials blame poor intel for failure to blunt capital attack. That it is true that they blame the poor intel. It is not true that that's really what happened. But what they are saying, and we saw this after 9-11, is that if if info doesn't, if you can't have complete communication at all times, and that was, I believe it's the 1974 Privacy Act that says that different parts of government cannot share, like states and federal, stuff like that, not supposed to share information. Otherwise, you get to where you have this consolidated information. It's very easy to surveil people. As Brzezinski says, one keystroke and everything comes up. He said that in 71 or 72. Then we got that Privacy Act because that was a fear and an expectation. They said uh, there was not enough command and control. They had to wait for approval to authorize National Guard from the Pentagon. And so both of those things more surveillance, more centralized control. That is all about power at the top. They will never use a crisis, whether they manufactured it or not, to not promote these types of primary goals. They also had to throw a little COVID in there. How could you possibly relate this to COVID? But it said there was not enough riot gear because of COVID. I guess... People use riot gear in the fight against COVID. I, Maybe they're I using the plastic on the riot gear as the plexiglass to put in between people. I don't know. It was very event 201. Yeah, they also, during that, they had, on the left and the right, both sides had their red meat that they could send out to their, their bases. It, it, you know, because you know that nobody's watching the whole thing, so. Oh, yeah, and, and I was thinking that, like, uh, one thing that comes up a lot or used to come up is that this is all Edward Snowden's fault. If we didn't have to worry about privacy because of Edward Snowden, who really made a difference, but of course he didn't, you know? Yeah. Yeah. The left narrative was that it confirmed the white supremacy and the white nationalist threat within. And then the right part of the right narrative was that Capitol police say there was no racism involved. Right. So, well, we all see that the, the psyops, the the propaganda, the the demonizing, the back and forth. You need heroes. You need villains. It continues apace, even as Trump has left office. 
Yes, speaking of villains, the villain of the week that we've been talking about, Ted Cruz, who is currently, I believe he's auditioning to be America's Next Top Villain. He went on a podcast called Ruthless, where during the podcast, he was talking about his experiences over the course of the past week, how the media has gone after him for his trip to Mexico. And he said, talking about his neighbors, his neighbors who leaked the text messages from his wife about the trip, saying, come on guys don't be a-holes and he used the he He actually profane word yeah during the podcast and to me this fits perfectly for this villain audition that he seems to be going on because it allows the left to go oh the guy the senator who abandoned his state in their time of need calls the people who whistle blew on him the a-hole how ironic and on the other side it gives the people who might like him it's an attempt to endear him to trump's base the thing that he did well during this interview was he made a joke towards the end of it he because he's often called the zodiac killer and towards the end of this because <laughs> he looks like him right the end of this interview he said that he hasn't had this much negative attention from the press since california in the late 60s <laughs> he told the joke well he seemed more authentic during this interview and i think that i think i think he upped his game a little bit I was thinking about this, and it makes me wonder. I think we're going to see a lot of auditions on the Republican side to become this villain, because becoming this villain is a desirable thing. To be the villain of the left means you have an inroad to be the 2024 candidate. And I wonder who the other candidates will be to be America's next top villain. Yeah, that's that's funny, because I noticed like Andrew Cuomo, he's being demonized from left and right. And I just couldn't get my mind around why. Clearly, this stuff doesn't happen unless there's a reason for it. And maybe maybe that bad guy character, maybe that that's going to there's going to be one on all three coasts. But Ted Cruz used to be an actual. He did acting in high school, of course. Yeah. But it really bothers me when these guys, they he, he did for a while try to use the Christian thing as a, as like his shtick. And then to go out, Catholics are not allowed to curse or swear, but they are allowed to use vulgarity. But a lot of other Christian sects do not think of it that way. They clump it all in and... I, I really don't know any besides Catholics that draw that line. So for him, it's a terror. He is very poorly representing the people he probably leveraged to gain office. Well, I think there's a common theme in politics. That you hit yeah, on that's right true. But the vulgarity thing bothers me. And I am the consummate vulgarian. There's no question about it. I have I, I am not being a hypocrite about it. It just bothers me when it's inappropriate in the wrong context and it blurring those lines keeps it, it makes everything casual all the time and if everything's casual all the time you really lose the ability to you know like they say people have affairs at work because they dress well they interact with each other more formally and that's more attractive you need those opportunities you need to be able to draw those lines it's getting more and more where this stuff is and for it's entertainment like the news thing it's it's just like everything else has been getting dirtified i did a little thing on the 1984 book with Clint on his Facebook, my friend Clint on the Facebook thing. And I I was rusty, so I had to look some stuff up. And the one term that I had never used 
but I'm going to start using is Prole Feed, P-R-O-L-E-F-E-E-D. And it's, it says it's sports, crime, and sex. And it just, and I was thinking like the Forensics Files was just pure propaganda. It just amused me. And I stopped watching it because of that, but that, so this is like the Pearl feed and it's just, it's absorbing even political discourse. Yeah. People want to see the rated R movie. They do. And then, uh, but these entertainers and they, and another example of the entertainers merging with, with politics is that Bruce Springsteen podcast you talked about yesterday where he's doing a podcast with Obama. And then I noticed today It was in the news that he got a slap on the wrist for a DWI. And I thought, what happened to the cancel culture when it is something that really is (laughs) like an actual genuine danger to society? And instead he gets a podcast with the ex-president. And then I wondered if maybe that was his community service. Mr. Springsteen, we have sentenced you to podcasting with Obama. (laughs) I wouldn't enjoy it. That's for sure. Anything but that, Your Honor. Yeah. Biden has decided that he is going to distribute mask in an equity push to underserved communities around the country. They're going to send out 25 million American made cloth masks for both adults and children sizes for everyone. And they estimate it will reach 12 million to 15 million people. We have. Well, he said not all Americans are wearing masks regularly. They don't all have access and not, not all masks are made equal. It wasn't Biden that said that. It was his COVID coordinator, Jeff Zients. So we're going to be using taxpayer dollars to send these masks all over the country. Masks that people will either not wear or wear loosely on their chin. And I'm sure this is the equality and equity that people who voted for Biden were really looking for. I really hope we can get equality <laughs> on masks being sent out. Makes me wonder... What else is he going to send to people? Because I bet a lot of people in those communities aren't wearing masks because they don't have access to them. I bet they just don't want to wear the mask. Are vaccines going to be sent to them? And this also is an ESG standard, a great reset signal. It's another one of those. What's that again? What is that again? The the environmental social governance standards by the great reset, where they are going to give funding to governments and corporations that adhere to these reporting standards for social justice and climate justice? Oh, my goodness. Uh, That does sound the same. I think it's funny, though, because ironic or whatever uh, that nobody's talking about, the fact that if you're wearing the government issue mask instead of like the cool mask I got at Urban Outfitters, which I totally object to the cool mask. I'm just saying like I, I have one and it does actually not look as stupid as the the white ones that are like super gigantic. So it's almost like you're it's like a label. Oh, that's a government issue. I mean, it's like a cast thing. That's a fantastic point that illustrates that you can never have true equity. That I that is for sure. And, you know, you don't really want it because we want to have choice. Equity and outcome doesn't always mean it's just everything material is not equity. Like if you prefer leisure or love or you have some other you want to be able to allocate your time and resources differently and to the outside observer, that's going to result in different outcomes, but not necessarily inferior utility profiles to use economics words. But I have a few other COVID things, which one is I wanted to tell people a little bit about these vaccines 
So I'm, I cannot believe that I didn't realize that when people were waiting for the Johnson and Johnson vaccine, they thought it was because it was a conventional vaccine because it was just one jab, as they say, and it doesn't need to be as super frozen. But that isn't it at all. The Johnson and Johnson one, I feel like I knew this in my past and I just got confused around here with all the mad dash to getting a vaccine. That one, and thank goodness a patron brought this up to me, is a viral vector vaccine. It's an adenovirus vector vaccine. And from what I can tell, it's the ADVAC technology, ADVAC. And it, their, their literature isn't straightforward. But when you look up what adenovirus viral vector vaccines are, they're not vaccines, they're gene therapy that uses the, the vectors, the little points on, on a virus to inject genetic material into your cell. So I think that's more what the AstraZeneca one was. That's more gene induction or transduction, which seems to me a step further than the mRNA, where the genetic material is messenger material that's in the Moderna and the Pfizer. So I strongly recommend people investigate that. Then the, the one that it does seem to be that is absolutely more conventional is the Novavax one. The Novavax one is, does inject a, it grows synthetic, a synthetic coronavirus. I don't even know how close it is to the actual COVID-19 virus, but they grow that and then they inject it in you. And it's that, it's that material that is supposed to generate the autoimmune, the immune response, not it doesn't take material and get your cells to propagate it. It actually injects the material. So that's more like a vaccine. It's actually the definition of a vaccine. The other stuff really falls under the definition of gene therapy. And one thing I thought was interesting about the Novavax one, I don't know if this makes it better or worse, but a big problem people have with the conventional vaccines is that the adjuvants are heavy metals. It used to be mercury. Now it's more aluminum. But the Novavax vaccine uses a plant toxin called saponin, S-A-P-O-N-I-N. And I don't know if that makes it better or worse, but that is different and hopefully better. I am hoping very much that (laughs) the only reason I would take the vaccine is if, if for some reason, my kids needed me to. I don't know. They actually, everybody in my house is skeptical about it, but some people are going to, I think some people are going to have to take it for their work or whatever. People I know, people close to me. If you have to do it, you might as well do your homework. One last thing to pay attention to regarding COVID. Thank you very much. Hat tip to Bryce for tweeting this stuff at me. Apparently pesticides and disinfectants, there's evidence to suggest that they harm the immune system. And as and there's even like current literature about how COVID protocols that suggest intensive cleaning may actually be bad for you because some of those cleaning solutions do impair the immune system. Not only the fact that having no contact with microbes weakens you know, creates the idle immune system, idling immune system, which is a problem, but it may actually cause some problems. So just be smart about what you're doing. I don't think the headlines are really giving people good advice. Just dig in. There's stuff that people use cleaning materials, pneumonia or something that if you close yourself into the room while you're using it, it could 
give you pneumonia, could make you sick. Um, Ammonia, thank you. And if you use it at the same time, you know what the like Holocaust gas was? I think it was chlorine and ammonia. Like you don't, those are two cleaning solutions that will kill you if you mix them. So just never use Clorox bleach, I think. Or don't ever use ammonia. But like, I would not be in the habit of using both of those things ever in the same house. But I just buy the stuff in the cans and everything. Yeah. Which I'm sure is whatever, destroying the ozone. But I I think that nuclear explosions in the ozone were the problem. But perhaps hairspray. (laughs) So Twitter, which I'm sure is also damaging the ozone at some level. (laughs) With with all its uh, (laughs) flatulence. They have, yeah, they have a new... Warning label that they have began using. They actually used a warning label one time a few months ago. Then they started using it yesterday. It's the hacked materials warning label. And the label says this it says, These materials have been obtained through hacking. And when you click on the warning label, it sends you to a link to Twitter's policy on hacked materials being allowed on the platform and whatnot. The Hack Materials warning label first appeared on a tweet posted by an independent news organization yesterday called The Gray Zone. Now, Gray Zone, it, their tweet in question was about was a, a link to a story based on hacked and leaked documents that allegedly showed the participation of the BBC and Reuters in a program created by the UK government. And the program was said to weaken the Russian state influence. That was the goal of the program. Now, I'm going to cover that story more in depth tomorrow because it's like a 20-page article and it's all about how this company called Bellingcat and all these other other secret operations were conducted where they trained all these people and sent them to Russia to spread British democracy principles and how it's connected to the guy who's imprisoned in Russia who was poisoned, the activist. Yeah. That made me want to read the story. This warning label made me want to (laughs) click on it. It's kind of like the don't go in there. I'm definitely going to go in there thing. All very interesting that that showed up yesterday in regards to this label and on the same day that the laptop repairman who had the Hunter Biden laptop sued Twitter yesterday for defamation because he's claiming that when they posted, when they blocked the New York Post from being on Twitter because they were publishing hacked materials, this is the first time this label was used a few months ago, that they were calling him a hacker implying that he committed a crime. And then the news went on to talk about it that way, further implying that he was a criminal. He did not commit a crime. He did not hack. He got them through legally obtained methods, he said. And really, that's what he says to claim. Maybe they have a terms of service where you get access. You know what I think this is? I, I cannot help but think that the Biden hair sniffing weird kid stuff and Hunter Biden having stuff in the background with underage people is going to play into the Q pedo subcontext of the next four years that will motivate the military coup psyop that I think is bubbling up in the in the subculture of the of the of the uh, Trump thing. Definitely, because it's going to get covered up, the Hunter Biden investigation. They were actually talking about that yesterday during one of the hearings a little bit. And that's just going to cause more outrage because nothing's going to happen. And they push it down. So then it's just going to be like leaks. So (laughs) then it's going to be all like just like some insider is leaking. And that brings up the question with this label, Twitter, do they just get to determine what is a hacked material and what is whistleblower material that's okay? 
Oh, wow. Yeah. Remember how I used to talk about the only way that anyone is going to believe anything is if it's leaked or, you know, remember we would say that like leaked emails and yeah. is, by anonymous sources, like anything that has any kind of official, nobody believes it. So it has to like keep going deeper and deeper in the, you weren't meant to see this. That, yeah. And that is and, a tactic. In and the now they get to label. Warfare, yeah. And that's, and now they get to just like the label, like, oh, you're not allowed to see this. Don't look here, but we're still going to yeah. see it. Yeah. No, you, you absolutely nailed it. All right. Now, before we get to our final big story of the Free 30, which is going to be how the culture war has gone all the way to the top, I want to tell you a little bit about what's going to be in the Patron 15. Chrissy Teigen pays homage to Uncle Joe and rich white guys speak truth to power. Not really. (laughs) And of course, a big thanks to our sponsor of today's show, Neighbors Feed and Seed. Neighbors Feed and Seed has everything you need for a good living, good sustainable living. Chicken feed, bird seed, organic dog food, dog treats, all kind of great stuff there. My dog loves the treats. They have organic heirloom seed packs. You can call Bill at the shop, email him. He will get back to you personally and give you fantastic customer service. They also got tons of new seed in right now, including a special offer for Propaganda Report listeners only. You can get 20% off of Neighbors Organic and Non-GMO Seed Pack Grab Bag. Just type in the coupon code PROPREPORT all caps when you check out to get 20% off. And if you'd also like to check out some of our video deep dive podcast, our exclusive video analysis of the globalists themselves plotting to rule the world, like they literally are plotting to rule the world (laughs) in these videos, we deconstruct them, then you can join Rockfin. It's rockfin.com slash propaganda report. That is $9.99 a month. And it's kind of like YouTube meets Netflix, where mm-hmm. you pay 10 bucks and you get access to all of the content on the platform. There's people like Scott Adams, Mike Cernovich, Whitney Webb, lots of great content. Sam Tripoli, of course, is on there. Jimmy Dore is on there. And he's been getting a lot of backlash from the left for the stuff that he's been been saying on there because he's trying to trying to actually speak a little truth to power at times. And what you get when you sign up for Rockfin is you're going to get hours a month of our exclusive analysis of the powers that be and our plots. Go ahead, Monica. Hey, I just realized. So we have the Zoom party coming up on Sunday for patron saints. So if you want to get our best special, if you get all of our content, including every live stream, everything, if you sign up for Rockfin, we can't control that price, but we can control the Patreon price. So for we can give you the patron saint $20 value for $11 if you also join Rockfin. But you have to email me at the propaganda report podcast at gmail.com. Or if you're already a patron, message me. If you do it by Sunday, you can come to the party. Fantastic. Yeah. And you're going to get a lot of that material on Rockfin. You get access to all, all the content produced by all Rockfin creators, as I said, and the Rockfin exclusive live streams that we do as well. And for a limited time, we will also give the Rockfin subscribers, they can request a one-on-one Zoom call with us and just message us directly on Patreon. And now to our final story of the day. The culture war has gone all the way to the top as Pope Francis has removed a conservative African cardinal from his Vatican post. Pope Francis accepted the resignation of Cardinal Robert Serra as head of the Vatican's Office for Liturgy, removing the outspoken conservative and potential future pope from the ranks of the Vatican leadership. How this works is that Serra because he was 75 years old. And when you're 75, it is required by church law that you must submit a resignation. And he did this last June. However, 
the Pope frequently lets these cardinals continue serving for years after that. And when Sarah tweeted after his resignation was submitted last June, he said that he's happy to continue his work in the Vatican. However, that is not going to happen as the Pope has accepted that resignation, removing him because he's a subordinate who has been out of step with the Pope from the Pope's perspective. His agenda on liturgy, on homosexuality, and relations with the Muslim world, those two came into constant and public conflict. And the Pope represents the progressive kind of ideals that uh, in our culture war worldwide now at this point, while Sarah is representing the conservative. He's actually a hero to many conservative mm. Catholics. So to me, what, what's going on here is we see the culture war between the far left and the far right going on in the United States. We see it in France with that story we pulled out earlier in the week where they were targeting QAnon and far right conservative domestic terrorists over there. And now we're seeing this on a global scale all the way to the vatican the culture war has reached and the people on the extreme sides the extreme perspectives are getting all of the attention around the world which is a dangerous thing those aren't the points of views that most of the world have it's a very small minority of people that represent the these points of views but they're getting a majority of the attention and almost an attempt to manifest reality it kind of seems like very interesting. Enhancing dysfunctional subcultures. Now, the Pope is going to Iraq. That's a big thing. And I was wondering, it's, it seems like an outreach to Muslims. And I remember when he became Pope, one of the little scandalous things about him was apparently he participated in a religious ritual that was not Catholic. And I can tell you, when I've been really grilled in confession, every once in a while, you'll get a priest who's like, you, you haven't been to confession long enough, so we're in a long enough time, so you have to do the entire Ten Commandments. I'm literally going to ask you a hundred things and see if you've done any of them. It's a really grueling oh and very weird. But both times they asked me if I ever participated in a religious ritual outside of the Catholic Church that I considered to be valid and or that I actually did the oh, renditions or whatever. And I think he's done that before. I'd be curious to see if he does it again because that is that is serious stuff, I think. But th- he's not my guy. And like I said, like I know the rules. I was raised really Catholic. I follow the rules because they're easy for me to follow. But I'm only highlighting that stuff because they contradict the actual Catholic rules, not because I have like a really strong opinion on it. Although, if he starts engaging in cer- ceremonies outside the Catholic Church, you got to kind of scratch your head about what what's what's the point of this guy. Uh, yeah, I think that's one of the issues that they came into conflict over. Yeah, sounds like it. Interesting. So I have to tell you about the freakiest thing that happened to me and have to do it in the free 30 because I'm reaching out. So remember a few weeks ago when I said I saw I had hope in Southern California because I saw someone walking around my neighborhood with an impeach Gavin Newsom shirt on. (laughs) Yeah. So a couple of funny things came out of that. One is Top Lobster who makes shirts, sent me an Impeach Gavin Newsom shirt and a shirt with a picture of Ron Paul on it that said it didn't have to be this way, <laughs> which I that, I love that. So that was a great thing that came out of it. And then I just looked at it, a, a DM. If, if I don't follow you on Twitter, if you don't follow me, I don't know, one or the other, I can't see your DMs. So I so every once in a while, there's this like flood of you have like DMs in limbo. So I found one from a gal who said, when you when I heard you say you saw an impeach Gavin Newsom shirt, I figured you I thought you lived in Georgia. So, I mean, it was weird that you were, saw somebody with that shirt, but I didn't think 
more of it than that. But then I realized when you said that you lived in Southern California, that I was wearing that shirt that day. And then she <laughs> told me where she lived and it's where I live. It's like your neighbor. She lives in the same town. <laughs> so that's crazy. I, I think it's so anyway, I, I don't, I have to tell her now because I don't think she really uses Twitter. I think she was just reaching out to me there. But you got to, you know, reach out, babe. She was saying, like, you're not alone. So I thought that was the odds like one in a million. (laughs) (laughs) Maybe maybe one in 500,000. But it seems pretty darn low to me. I did calculate it's it's possibly. Well, I love that you calculated the odds of this. Yeah. Yeah. It could be it could be one in 50,000 is the absolute best odds it could possibly be which is just crazy so i have a shout out a real shout out from terry if i can share that with you terry says terry's a big hit at the zoom parties he's in the canary islands he's british he's a scientist he's just got tons to give so we love terry I get fan mail about Terry. That's <laughs> <laughs> true. And see, I would love to give a shout out to you two, Brad and Monica, the king and queen of deconstructing the mainstream media cartels, propaganda, and doing it all with a positivity and wit that is badly needed in these troubling times. And a secondary shout out to all my fellow fans and Discord chatters whose memes, <laughs> jokes, and sarcastic deconstructions of clown world always brighten my day. Yeah, people have fun on Discord. I try not to go in there because I don't want it to be like a mom's home. <laughs> So, and they call me a boomer. So I'm like, okay, obviously don't get it, but people have a great time there. And I am going to actually hook it up to patrons. So it's easier for people to find it. If I can figure that out, I've tried to do that before, but I'm a boomer, I guess. So I can't figure it out. And I also want to thank our newest patrons, Stephen C and Stephen R and Jeff R. So thank you for your support. We hope you enjoy the products. If you do not, let me know because I always want to improve things. We like to build a community and we appreciate that you're part of it. So now, thanks guys. Talk to you tomorrow and on to the Patreon 15. All right. You guys can find your Drive Time News Blast every weekday afternoon at thepropreport.com or your favorite podcasting platform with the Propaganda Report podcast feed. If you want access to all that extra content we were telling you about, go to patreon.com slash propaganda report and become a patron and rockfin.com slash propaganda report if you want to join Rockfin. Thank you for listening, everyone. Have a fantastic rest of your day. We'll talk to you in the Patreon 15 or tomorrow.